0: Hipster Bricks by Denver Day, The Cost of Doing Business, The Price of Egalitarianism in the 21st Century, or It Takes Money to Make Money. Number 56. When I opened my eyes the next morning, there was a slick dick standing just inside the hospital room door. He was alkaline as the purest lizard from the most pristine of cosmic states. His eyes were electric black, and he met my waking vision with an ogling eyeballing that was uh, as standout as that of any proper rapist or killer or politico or person of the cloth. All dicks and thumb knuckles and elbows and wooden broomsticks, no hungry ghost, but an impressively inert, gaping maw. I knew right away that he could be reasoned with. It was a windfall. Still, I was not dumb enough to open, and he perceived that I wouldn't, so he willingly enough did so. We got bodies, Rick. We have a room full of people, including five uniformed state police officers who saw you draw and put two slugs into a guy. He said, Colorado Criminal Code says you have to answer for this business as a matter of criminal procedure. The guy who got two slugs was doing marketplace footwork for a nightclub operation that is a known narcotics vector and is leading you to me has caused your agency to work in the best interest of him and his associates and against its own goals of civil law enforcement and order, I said. Now, who's right? He maintained his spacious gaze at me after momentarily glancing at the floor. And you won't have to study me very long to ascertain that my facts are facts, I added. Is that exactly what you would say to a judge, he asked. Yes, it is, I said. Will the governor swear me in, or am I going to get stuck with a plea bargain that will put me in the can for five to 20 years? We don't need the governor to do that, he said. And depending on how the facts come out, that might be a moot question. But let me say this to you, Mr. Thompson. I'm your best friend because we share some common ground and because I am the investigator into these events that led you to this hospital bed. But you will have to talk to me. It's come to Jesus. And if you're operating in good faith, then there may be no prosecution whatsoever. But if it goes to grand jury, then everything goes with it. In which case, if you have been operating in good faith, criminal procedure would be ex post facto anyway. Yes, it would be philosophically irrelevant. Yes, I said but I do not know what good I am to anyone if I'm sitting in the joint. You might be surprised, the detective said. You just might. Rarely does anyone use or even know my last name, and I rarely give it out, but he had it for sure. Think on it, and I will come back to see you this evening to pick up on this conversation, he said. and went politely sideways back out the door. Nobody had mentioned Red Chelsea or Sam Mary, not out loud, but the subject came up as he was headed out the door in unspoken format, so I was to have the entire day to sit there and consider the fact that I was going to have to tell this guy everything or what was tantamount to everything you know in essence, and if he was so inclined, he could have be prosecuted as a serial killer. I despise having to put blind faith in others for the sake of my own welfare. It's and this was a textbook case of just that I thought about Red Chelsea's connections with the law enforcement industry locally and I did not think I necessarily needed to talk to her and probably would not be allowed to not now I wondered if she or they were sitting in the clink or if they had been arraigned or even even picked up but the reason I did not feel that it was critical that I talked to her really was that I was confident that the investigator knew of her, knew of me, knew of our work, and was aware of our organization, back to Julie's situation and beyond, frankly. The whole thing could go bye-bye real fast if I was the only one who got arrested at the diner. It would make the whole thing much less complex to wriggle out of procedurally, and it would show a willingness and good faith on the part of the uh, uh, civil police to allow the whole thing to simply unravel prosecutorily, right? from here on go no further but I was going to have to tell the investigator about the nightclub although I would go beyond that and further back in history I I couldn't see how it could be avoided if I was to legitimize my actions at the diner and if he was acting in good faith and had the broadness of purview and oversight on this investigation which he had implied that he had and I expect that he did then or he wouldn't have said it. Then that would not be telling too much, and he might see fit, as of a, a feather himself with Red Chelsea and our organization, to let me walk free and in the clear. Or I might have an opportunity to expose the Muse to the walls of a Colorado State Prison till such time that I could either skip bail or befriend a warden or, or end up, you know, in the world by staring at bars and and toilets. One verifiable option, of course, was to get the fuck out of this hospital and leave the state, if not the country. And I had a couple of questions for my nurse.